Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. How's everyone doing today? This is your boy Juggernaut with two G's. Don't forget the second one. And this is the Oasis Podcast episode three, baby. Let's get it. Now, first off, I want us to do apologize. It's been a little over a month since I recorded. Life's been kind of hectic with holidays, family things, just total another chaos with a lot of things going on right now. So just bear with me. We're going to slowly but surely work our way towards a regular recording schedule. I finally finished the rest of my setup. So I'm going to be bringing a guest in very, very soon. Be expecting that at the top of the year. So just stay tuned and we're going to continue to grow and continue to evolve with each other. So now with that out the way, let's jump right into it. Recently saw the Spider-Man No Way Home film. And I have to say, it is one of the best films. Not just just not, not just a Marvel film, not just a nerd film, but just one of the best films I have ever seen. Oh man, in a long, long time. Like it's it is truly, truly great, truly, truly phenomenal. The acting is well done. The choreography, the fight scenes, the editing, everything about it is very, very well done. 10 out of 10 film, high replayability. I'm not going to spoil anything. I know that's a big issue right now. Just trust me, it's worth seeing. It's very enjoyable. Everyone should go check it out. If you, Especially if you enjoy Spider-Man and enjoy cinema in general, definitely worth a watch, definitely worth a look at. So just keep that, you know, take that little nugget of information with you. I think they handled Peter's growth and uh, his trauma through all the things he's been through over the years, they handled it better than any other Marvel film has. And you, you have to give him credit for that. Give high respect and high credit to the screenwriters, to the director, the actors, everybody involved with the film, all the way down to the guy going grab lunch and coffee for everybody. Everyone did a phenomenal job. So just wanted to get that out the way. Check it out. Great film. Great movie. Thoroughly enjoyed it. But there was something that crossed my mind recently, just sitting around with friends talking and discussing things and discussing discussing life in general. And uh, I had mentioned it briefly in one of the, uh, I believe it was episode one, was the Facebook meta. And a friend of mine he listened to the show and he was like, hey man, um, you mentioned something about the, the, this anime and everything. I, I wish you'd have went more in depth on it and talked more about it because it's curious, like, what are you, what, what were you getting at? So I feel like I should really explain what I meant by that. So for, you know, the people who have not watched anime or never seen anime or never seen this anime in particular, we have an anime called Sword Art Online. Now, granted, I have not watched Altization and all the other stuff. I watched the first two seasons. I tried to get in the next deal of it, and I was like, nah, not for me. In terms of Isekai, it's just I'm an Overlord fan, and I do enjoy the time I got reincarnated as slime a lot, but just the, the next bit of it just wasn't, it just didn't grab me like the first two. Um, but to get to the point of it, and also it was brought to my attention that Elon Musk is developing a uh, pretty much a chip for you, I believe it was called a neuralizer, just sound like the shit from Men in Black, but it's a chip that, you know, connects to your brain so you 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 couple that with this facebook meta where you're supposed to be able to 
go into your own world, go into your own universe, and be able to do all these different things, it made me think of Sword Art Online, especially the first season of it. Well, in which this super genius creator who made the game said, you know what? I'm going to fuck some shit up. Now, I don't know there's more to it than that, but in just keeping it simple, he fucked some shit up. So basically the way it plays out is, if you die in the game, you die in real life. You can't unplug, you can't unject, you are stuck in the game until somebody beats the game. Which is the way he had it set up was pretty much impossible. So these people are going to spend the rest of their lives in this game. So with the Facebook meta, the brain chip thing, it, it, it got me to thinking. It was like, these these jokers about to do Sword Art Online in real life. Now, I'm not going to say Zuckerberg will go as far as, you know, hey, if you die in this Facebook metaverse, you're going to die in real life. But I don't think people, the, the general populace understands how far this thing can go. And how incredibly great it can be, and how incredibly damning and damaging to the normal social order of things it can be. Because think about this. Okay, let's say this makes Facebook Meta is everything they promise it to be, where you can create your own avatar. It'll be it'll be pretty much like Second Life, but like way more advanced. So you can pretty much have a Second Life, your own avatar, your own person. You could pretty much turn this into an RPG, damn near. Like a slice of life RPG, I guess you'd say. So on the positive side, let's say it's someone who's been uh, confined to a wheelchair or suffer any kind of debilitating disease, mental illness, mental health issues. Or hell, it's just a family just trying to get by. I'm sure there's going to be a way for them to now travel the world through this metaverse. Which is great. I mean, it opens a lot of doors and a lot of possibilities for a lot of people. Because you know they're going to par- partner with Google Earth. They're going to partner with all these different entities to where, oh, if I'm sitting in my living room, I could be at the Grand King. Or I can be in Paris. Or I can be doing this. And, you know, depending on how far they take it, they try to go full on where, you know, granted, technology is probably not near this point where you can start, like, smelling the smells of this area and and damn near where, you know, haptic feedback, where you can, the stuff you touch, you feel. It's, I, mean, I don't think we're quite there yet, but, you know, it seems like that's the goal and the mission at some point is to go that far. So it's great for that aspect. It's much like social media, it has its pros and cons. So it's great for those who are not afforded the ability to travel. Flip side of that, one, Normal day-to-day social interactions, being able to just talk to another person face-to-face, IRL, which means in real life, it will almost certainly destroy that. Like that social, being able to socially interact will be probably almost impossible for some people, which is, I understand it's already difficult for some, but I have a feeling this can make it worse. And look at me sound like a damn old man, but I've seen a lot of anime. This normally doesn't go well. Hell, if you even look at the movie Ready Player One, very similar setup, very similar situation, and you saw what happened there. So, uh, if you ever seen the Matrix movies, this, I mean, it's not full-on robot overlords, but 
there's some similarities where you know you're living in this digital world like going to the digital world bitch give me digimon so there's a lot of possibilities a lot of positives a lot of negatives to this where you know some people some people are going to lose their jobs some people are going to lose their families because their life is going to be engulfed in this metaverse because that's where they're going to feel most comfortable that's where they could be whoever they want to be if <clears throat> excuse me let's say you're an individual who identifies as a woman or identifies as a man but you know the way your current life is set up you can't be that whether because of career because of uh social obligations hell even social uh fear of uh being socially ridiculed you can now go into this metaverse and live that life well if you're finally have an outlet to live a life that you've always wanted to live and being a person you always wanted to be, why would you want to come back IRL? You, you, you dig what I'm saying? So it's just another situation where, you know, like the cell phone, social media, anything like that, the positives are endless, but so are the negatives. It can go either way. And I can tell you right now, is about to put the OnlyFans adult film market about to be jumping out the gym. If they find out a way you can be in this metaverse and be grabbing titties and smacking ass, like, oh, I've always wanted to sleep with Mia Khalifa or Pinky or whoever the porn star is, you know, and they find out a way to give you that opportunity, oh, motherfuckers about to be going broke. Give you all the feels, the sights, the sounds of arms. So yeah, shit could get crazy real quick. But I just want to see a situation where you know you just wait and see and see how it turns out and see where things go. Fingers crossed that it turns out for the best, but you never know. But uh, I I, I genuinely hope that it does more good than harm for a lot of people. Um, also, new development, I have recently purchased uh, Starlink from Elon Musk. Uh, we'll see how that turns out. What you, if you don't know what that is, that's his version of satellite internet. So, supposed to be super fast, supposed to you know, be able to provide internet to those people who normally don't have it. Right now, I don't have a reliable internet connection just because country life. So, it is what it is. Hopefully that turns out well. See how things go with that. Uh, another thing that I've been I've been noticing really heavily is you know the sports world. What what what's going on with the NBA? It's like can somebody like I've been loosely following it because it's still very early in the season. And I one I've noticed a lot of analysts have really downplayed and the accomplishments of Stephen Curry. Stephen Curry is the greatest shooter of all time. There's no arguing that. There's no debating that. He's one of the few people that you can say you can't debate his position in history. He is the greatest shooter. Point blank, period. No one can argue that. You can try. You'd be wrong. 
but that just is what it is. Like another player like John Stockton, the greatest assist guy in history, the numbers show it. With Steph Curry, he's the greatest shooter of all, long-distance shooter of all time, greatest shooter of all time. The numbers show it. But I've seen a lot of uh, different analysts and different guys really downplay this guy's well, uh, it's, it's just a three-point uh, record. It ain't like the most points. No, I want to see you get out there and shoot and make. Hell, three threes before you say anything. And if you can't do that, I want to see you make one three at some of his distances. Like, this man made a three-point from the three-point line of the other side of the court. To, to to be that dangerous is insane. The man totally changed and revolutionized the game of basketball. No one can argue that. So I think that I think he needs a lot more credit than what he's been getting. Another thing, how did I miss Nikola Jokic just balling out and nobody's really been talking about it? everybody's like Steph Curry Cameron Durant. Person, I'm gonna pick. I will pick Steph over KD in terms of MVP race because what he's doing is phenomenal down there in Ghost State. Them boys shook back like they went from the play-in to like damn near the best, the best record in the West. And that's why I read in contention last year. He really like Steph Curry has really elevated this game, elevated this team. The young guys have really been showing up. Wiggins been showing up. Jordan Poole been showing up. A lot of these guys have been showing up and doing their thing, and they've been balling out. I think Steph, in terms of the MVP votes, should get more than KD. That's not to say KD is not doing great. I personally don't care for the guy for obvious reasons. He he does some weird shit. Like, how are you going to be in Golden State, Golden State gives you your rings, you leave, go to Brooklyn, and start dissing Steph Curry. Like, that's some sucker shit. I don't rock with that. I don't like that. I ain't cool with it. Then you got Nikola Jokic, who is damn near averaging a triple-double, playing at a very high level. They have a very good record. Dude has been balling out. And I'll, you know, I'll watch First Take or Undisputed, and I really don't hear him talking about the guy that much. That main news cycle is going to be, and I get his part because he's, he's not a flashy player. He's a center, you know. But at the same time, like, give this man his just due. I, I just, when it comes to sports analysts, I don't like how, for the most part, especially during this time of year from, like, August to, let's say, January, it's only a handful of people, a handful of teams you're going to talk about. You're going to talk about the Lakers because LeBron's there. You're going to talk about LeBron because it's LeBron James. He's going to get your clicks. You're going to talk about, you know, Kevin Durant. He's been, you know, because he's a very divisive figure. You know, you're going to talk about Golden State now because Golden State was the guys for a hot little minute, and you're starting to slowly see their return of dominance. When it comes to NFL, you're going to talk about Tom Brady because it's Tom Brady, and you're going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Whether they're winning, whether they're losing, you're going to talk about it. It seems a lot of other teams who are performing at a – just as good of a level or better, don't get their just do all their recognition. And I think that's truly doing a disservice to the community, to the people who may not have the time to really follow sports like that, 
or just you knows want to put it on in the morning while they're getting ready for work and just you knows get an update on what's going on. Sports world, you're really doing a disservice because they don't get the full gambit of what's really going on. Now again, you can't cover uh, granted, you can't cover every team, you can't cover every sport, and I get that. But give credit what give credit what credit is due. That's all I'm saying. And I think that doesn't happen enough in a lot of areas, not just in sports. If you look at gaming, if you look at anime, you look at all these different just genres, like it does a lot of things don't get the credit it deserves because something just is weird how in the human brain, if I big one thing up, there's gonna be a core group of people that's gonna take it as a natural attack on something else. For example, if I say Yusuke Urameshi is the greatest main character in anime history. Somebody's going to be like, oh, no, Goku is. And they're going to take offense that I didn't say it was Goku. But since we're on the topic of it, of main characters, Goku is nowhere near close to being the greatest main character of a show. Let's be clear on something. Dragon Ball Z paved the way for a lot of anime. Kind of came the blueprint, if you will, for quite a few anime. But just because it was a forerunner doesn't make it the greatest. You know, Doom was one of, you know, early great first-person shooters. Is it the greatest first-person shooter? By no means, no. A lot of people argue Call of Duty, Halo, all these different other games that's out there that they feel are better. It's my opinion. In my opinion, I think Yusuke Yurimeshi is probably the greatest main character of an anime. That's not discrediting any other main character. It's just that's the character that I connected with. Same thing in comic books. Like the whole, you know, with Spider-Man dropping. People argue Spider-Man is one of the greatest characters in comic book history. What if somebody feel like, oh, what about Superman? Or what about Batman? Let's be clear. Spider-Man is, I would say, better written for the most part than Batman and Superman. That's just my personal opinion. I think Batman is a shit hero. Because, and everybody's like, oh, what about his no-kill clause, whatever? Whatever, dude. Let's be clear on something. The things that Joker has done in the DC Universe would never fly with a lot of characters in Marvel. Like, let's be perfectly honest. Joker carries his monkey ass to the Marvel Universe. And let's say he's a part of... Let's say Spider-Man's rogue gallery. Well, we've seen what Spider-Man does when he's pissed. Without the black symbiote. He gonna give you them hands. He gonna make you wish you never touched his family ever. We know what he does. Spider-Man is about that smoke. He won't that action, so Joker don't want it with him. Daredevil will kill him. There's no question about that. Frank Castle would kill him in seconds. Wade Wilson would torture him by just annoying the shit out of him, and then you're like, you know what? I don't think I want you to live anymore. You're gone. Wolverine would kill him. Hulk smash. Like, none of that, Lex Luthor and all that shit, none of that shit's really sliding in the Marvel Universe. Not all their characters in the Marvel Universe that's comparable to what these guys have done. Yes. But more often than not, we've seen those guys get their 
their uh, comeuppance, if you will. So I'm just saying, like, come on, Batman. Like, this dude killed one of your sidekicks. He killed, he, he damn near killed Batgirl. Uh, corrupted another one of your sidekicks. Literally filled graveyards. Like, dude has been wilding for years. And he gets, like, oh, if I kill him, how could never come back from it? Like, come on, bro. Seriously? Spider-Man will kill a motherfucker on Tuesday, feel bad on Wednesday, and be back to being friendly neighborhood Spider-Man by Saturday. He's still going to keep that thought in his brain and realize, damn, I think I did that. But he understands, hey, bro, sometimes you got to go. King, like, for example, the story, Kingpin threatened Peter Parker's Aunt May. Last person he really got left other than MJ, he really fucked with like that. He pulled up on Kingpin in his building and proceeded to dog walk him in such a manner Kingpin was scared. Let's talk about Superior Spider-Man. Let's go just call this the Spider-Man episode. Screw it. Superior Spider-Man. When Doc Ock took over Peter's body and punch Scorpion's jaws and when he realized at that moment, damn this kid been holding back the whole time he really could have ended our shit if he wanted to at any, he was playing with it, this was a game to him so I need people to understand Spider-Man that dude Joker don't want to smoke with Spider-Man, I can promise you that I can guarantee it it's not a guy he won't smoke with, so but this comic books are weird. A lot of the stories don't make sense in in some cases, and it's almost pointless power scaling them because one writer will have Superman, you know, especially pre crisis on Infinite Earths, do had a super kids and all kind of other shit. So it's very convoluted in that sense. But yeah. I think we covered quite a few topics today, but I just wanted to say, you know, apologize again for being late on the upload. Like I said, we're going to work towards getting a better schedule. We're still working towards getting that longer episode format. Hopefully that'll be coming at the top of the year. Another cliff note. Hey man, y'all go check out Spider-Man. Great film. Watch it multiple times. Be on the lookout for 2022. We're going to have a lot more. Uh, great movies and coming out. You know, we had, I think we get the Multiverse of Madness with Doctor Strange and it looks like. So that's gonna be good. We get the uh, Lord, uh, Thor: Love and Thunder next year, I believe, which that's gonna be super, super dope. I'm hoping, you know, being directed by Taka Waititi again. So we'll see how that plays out. So, man, all in all, I, I think this we're 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 still progressing towards a a bright future in terms of comic book movies. The sporting world starting to look real good. I know I briefly touched on that. Look, give these guys credit. If they're performing well, performing at a high level, give them credit. Get them in the news cycle. Just don't cover the guys that you think is popular because trust me, there's a fan base for these other cats. They're, they're, they're not a team for nothing. They don't have fans in the seats for nothing. There's a fan base for it. You get enough clicks. And you may bring in more people because you're covering something different. So, I know it's movie execs that have been in the business for years. 
y'all don't listen to me, y'all have to listen to me. I'm just saying, get more coverage, more people out there and in the news, and let them know, open up your market a little bit. We're tired of hearing about the same seven topics every day. Give other people a chance. You know, so, yeah. Had a great time with you guys. Cutting it off a little short, but I feel like I just have to get that out there, get it out to the world. We'll be coming back at you real soon. I won't make any promises on dates. Just be on the lookout. Follow the podcast. We're going to be getting on more platforms. You're going to continue to grow and evolve. This has been your boy Juggernaut. This has been episode three. Had a great time with you. And always remember, go out today, tomorrow, whenever you feel mentally ready to do so. And show the world how great you are. Peace.